it was often tense getting Benny up and going for school. And some of that was on me. Some of that was on her. Some of it was just the situation. But anyway, I was like, absolutely not. I am not going to be a weekend only dad. I'm not. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Hi, welcome back to the Husband Law Podcast. Oh, thanks. Welcome. <laughs> Are you sure it's not the Hey Jessica Fruit Podcast? <laughs> Still better. Still better, Matt. <laughs> it just came to me. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I have so many thoughts about that right now, and I'm going to choose to suppress the emotions that are coming up and ignore it. Suppress them. Suppress them. I will feel them later. And right? release. <laughs> We are going to walk you through a suppression. <laughs> a suppression? Yes. Not like a suppression no. meditation? No, just a suppression. <laughs> I do not encourage people to suppress their feelings, so I feel like this is counter. You look like you're doing the opposite. You're doing like deep breathing. And then holding breaths. D- and Breathe deep, push it deeper, push Matt- the feelings deeper. <laughs> I think you and Steve might be good at that. What? Pushing At the feelings oh. deeper. <laughs> um, no, actually, I want to tell you guys something. I think I shared this. I'm going to take what bit. you just said, put it on a shelf, and open it later. <laughs> Matt and I are going to do some decompressing in the hot tub later. <laughs> We're going to unsuppress all of these feelings. We're suppressing at the moment. <laughs> unsuppress. Okay, listen. A word? I don't know. I don't even care. <laughs> this week, I was doing a podcast interview for another podcast, and the lady that was interviewing me, who is, <laughs> who has listened to our podcast basically from the beginning. Is it because Steve never wants to show up for our podcast again? What? That I went to another one? Yeah. She's cheating on us. That's Steve. what happened. <laughs> anyway. I might be a little less motivated, but anyway. I'm here. You did good. Go ahead. Okay, Jessica, your turn. (laughs) Continue. She told me one of the things that she loves about our podcast and that she feels makes it so unique is the fact that we have two men on here who are opening up about their feelings and experiences, which is not what you find. Did you not hear what Matt was saying earlier? (laughs) I know. That's why I think that's a funny way to start this podcast. But I had never really thought about that. Mm. I knew it's unique because... I'm sitting here with my husband and my ex-husband sharing thoughts, feelings, experiences. But it's so true. When you go listen to a lot of the male podcasts, they're not sharing about their experiences and feelings as much as we do here on what, our podcast. What I'm hearing is me and Matt are the cool part of this podcast. Dang straight you are. Yeah. Air bump. Boom. Matt. Yeah, because <laughs> another foot and a half is too far. It is. I'm in my comfy chair. I can't lean forward. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to hurt your fingers. I know. I'm also in my wrist brace, so don't hurt me. <laughs> cool. So anyways, well, I guess that is unique. Compliment to you guys for being willing to show up and share. Yeah. We've both gotten better at it, more comfortable with it. Oh, 100%. And I feel like that's something... I need to appreciate more. Yeah, dang it. In both of you. 
Steve, I feel like we've had that type of you and I have been very open for obviously longer than that. And I just because I've known you longer. But that was one of the things I really wanted in my marriage with Matt that was hard at the beginning for me was being able to have that openness. And Steve was the one that kept reminding me, it took us years to get to that point, Jessica. It took us years. Give him time. He's all so straight. (laughs) (laughs) You mean being with a straight husband and a gay husband is is different? (laughs) It's different for more than just that reason, though. That's Maybe that's I just think... a stereotype, but probably a probably a. Well, of course, it's a stereotype. <laughs> it's totally like a generalization, but that's fine. I do feel bad whenever we like reinforce a stereotype on this podcast, which we do sometimes. Oh, that's but... okay. People know we don't live into every stereotype or mm-hmm. how it should look if you're gay or straight or whatever. There's yeah. no way your life should look. Be bold. <laughs> and ultimately, we're just trying to be better people. Yeah, we're going to we're going to say things wrong. We're going to make mistakes. There was something else I was going to say about that. Oh, it's been interesting lately on Instagram. I've seen a lot of people coming, not a ton, but handfuls of people that are coming up and saying, well, like in Steve and I's relationship, we made a commitment. We should have stayed together. Like there was no other option. You figure it out. You stay together and putting this mostly on Steve of, well, he should have stayed in the marriage. And I'm like, what the heck about like, what about me? What about me? And I'm like, I had a, I made a choice here, too. I remember when I was on a dating app after I got divorced and one of the females profile that I read said, if your wife didn't cheat on you, please keep scrolling because you could have stuck it out, basically. It's such mm. a toxic belief. And I and, and like I remember like I remember thinking, well, I mean this this profile, like I'm attracted to her, but just that one little blurb, I was like, I'm not no way. And you actually had a, a wife that cheated on right. you. <laughs> and, and and I thought this is not okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's a very limited way of thinking. Yeah. It's such a toxic message. That if if there wasn't a cheating spouse in there's no other reason yeah. why it should end. Yeah, you could work through anything. Well, and some people even believe that even if and, there was a cheating spouse, you still need to stick it out. And, and I, some people can. Some people can. I sure. really struggle with the concept of you should do this thing today because you promised you were going to forever ago. Yeah. And therefore whether it serves you or not, whether you're happy or not, whether it's good for you or anyone around you or not, you said you were going to, you better. I just so struggle with that. Like, yeah. No space for the pivot. Right. For the change of mind, for growth in not, any way of your life. Not to say that marriage should be taken lightly or that commitment yeah. should be, but also like you didn't know where you were going to end up. Yeah. Well, and, and, and why stay in something if it isn't serving you now? Like, yeah. Or if you don't think you can get it to a place that it will serve you. Like, yes. don't make that decision lightly, but do I just am so against staying in a marriage because you committed to in a prior yeah. state of being. <laughs> right. But and at the same time, like, I'll go on the opposite of commending those who have grown together and Amen. changed together and stayed together like you yeah. know not to be not not to just walk away from something if you right. but honestly if you 
If it's not serving you and you don't see yourself getting it to a place that it's going to serve you, you and those you care about. If you've hit that point. Yeah. And that's really, yeah. That's the point you got to know that it's a safe, like it's better for everybody to leave, to create a new relationship, create a new dynamic. Yeah. I've been having quite a few phone calls with a, a really good friend of mine who is kind of going through some hard things right now in his marriage. And the number one question that always comes up is when is enough enough? Yeah. Right. And not that an can, easy question to answer. And that no. can go both ways, whether or not, you know, when's enough enough to say, I'm going to stick this out yeah. or when is enough enough that I'm going to say it's done. Yeah. Right? And that's on both sides. When is enough of the yeah. hardship and the bull crap and the whatever enough to say I'm walking away. Right. And on the flip side, when is enough of trying to and communicating and working through it and putting in more effort and trying things you haven't done yet. When is that enough to say, you know what, this isn't going to change. Right. This isn't, this isn't going to. It's interesting because I feel like I've had both of you say this exact, I don't think Steve said that exact phrase, but we were definitely at that point of feeling like when is enough enough? When have we done enough to make sure we've tried everything, exhausted everything and we feel at peace. I think I said it. Yeah. I think I said it at the end of that five month Post divorce, <laughs> the dating again, dating again <laughs> for five months, and I just we were done. Yeah, I just got to that point where we're sitting on your couch, and I just said, Jessica, I'm done. And maybe when you say that, well, okay, but I'm not going to say that. Maybe I was going to say when you get to that point, maybe that means it's enough. But you for me, said that this was. to me, Matt. Yeah, you said those words to me. Yeah, when is enough enough? Yeah, referring to what? Our marriage. Referring to which he side of the done. marriage? He wanted to be done. When is enough? Trying enough. When yeah. is enough? Like putting up with my or shit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still going. <laughs> still putting up with it. And he's still here digging himself out of it. <laughs> so it's not enough yet, Jessica. It's not enough. <laughs> I'll keep laying it on. Yeah. Keep putting it out there for you, babe. Nice. <laughs> but obviously, for us, we figured it out. Yeah. And we can laugh about it now. We can. Because we both know it was a mess and we've healed Semi-awkwardly. And we've done the work. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's still super awkward about it. It's like, I hate it when you guys make these jokes. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to Is talk. Is Matt going to walk out mad? <laughs> it's easy to talk through the mess of our marriage. Yeah, because we're not in the done marriage. done in a decade past. Because you guys are done. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> so you two, you're still in the marriage, so it's a little more sensitive. We're to talk still about going, kind of. The yes. mess that is your marriage. But here's the deal is I know so many women and, well, couples who have been through similar things to what Matt and I have been through, where there was no cheating, there was no infidelity, there was nothing, there was no pornography, like anything that like you might... It, say is infidelity, like go under those bounds. It just was really hard. And for us, it worked to stay. Some people it doesn't and that's okay. But I want people to know that it's okay. You can sit and laugh about it someday, ideally. Ideally, at some point, you're going to get to a, a place where you feel safe enough to laugh about it. Yep. And we really are to that point. Somebody asked me just the other day, well, how are you and Matt? Just yesterday, I said, we are so good. I know we'll have crap in the future. We'll have hard times. You guys do seem really good lately, now that I think about it. Yeah, we're I good. don't know that I'd notice that, but I think 
the lack of me wondering. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've wondered. Well, I wonder how Matt and Jessica are doing. It's yeah. Jessica okay. It's Jessica okay. <laughs> it's been quite a while. Very long time. It has so. been a long time. And it's been a long time since I've, I mean, like, yeah, we've had little crap tiffs, whatever. But nothing little, little major. Crap little, little crap, crap tiffs. tiffs. <laughs> <It> leave streaks. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys, I miss doing this every week. <laughs> and I know you're busy. I know you're both busy. I'm not saying to that to make you feel guilty or anything, but I really love when we do this. I love I tend to down. enjoy it while we're here. <laughs> and you it's forget getting that. There. It's getting there that's hard. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, like waking up. going to the gym. No, it's kind of like waking up. Waking up, yeah. going to the gym. It's like, oh, oh the thought of it is... Like, I don't want to do that. And then you get there and you're like, oh, yeah, this is good. I like this. <laughs> and most of the time, most of the time, I feel better after. Sometimes no. <laughs> okay, cool. So what y'all been up to? What's going on in life? I've just been at like a women's business conference the last two days. That was cool. Conferencing with the women. Conferencing yep. with the women. Loved it. Have some big plans coming up. Nice. I'm gonna announce soon. So excited! excited? I am so excited because your face has never looked more excited. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, big shift, and actually leads into what we're gonna talk about today. I didn't hear what Matt has been up to. Oh, Matt, what have you been up to? Um, I've mostly just moving warehouses. Oh, Mm. how's that going? It was awesome. We moved about, I think, like 427 pallets from one warehouse to another. It was a lot. How many pallets total right now between the two? I don't even know. I think it's... I also don't remember what we were... It's got to be around 600 or so. And you moved 400 out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, I got to yeah. come by and see the old warehouse. It's still the same. How can it be the same if you moved out 400 pallets? Oh, you no, moved a lot of bombs. In, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The offsite warehouse. Okay. Yeah. So it was... Not the uh, Book of Mormon warehouse. Bomb. That's what I think of every time you guys say that. Oh, yeah. Anyways, BLM. that's what I've been up to. Then uh, it's it's allowed uh, more space to be able to. I I, I moved the bikes. I'm gonna yesterday. say you must have moved bikes too because I yeah. saw an empty garage. Yeah. Whoop whoop. So no more bikes on the back porch or in the car or in the car in the garage. Bike business. Yeah, and now I have room to put put my Corvette in the garage. So where's your Corvette been? It's at the at warehouse. The oh. yeah. So we're putting the bikes there and the Corvette's coming home. Oh, Corvette and the trailer in the warehouse. So, oh yeah, I got a trailer there too. <laughs> Forgot about all the things you used to have out in front of your house that are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty soon this house is going to be gone. Sweet. <laughs> put, it, put it in the warehouse. <laughs> gotta, you got room. Put the house in the warehouse. Uh, what have you been up to? Lots Fl- of flying. 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 Lots of flying. He's thinking about buying a plane. I'm thinking about buying a plane. Yeah, you told me. Got to crush some numbers. I don't know if it's going to happen yet. Running some numbers. It's a plane I've been flying a bunch with a guy that. How much is insurance on a plane like that? Not as much as you'd think. Not as much as I thought. Well, that's the thing is because there are more car accidents than there are plane accidents, and so obviously insurance they always look at the numbers. Yeah, or should be. I don't know what it's going to be for me because I I'm. Barely scratching 200 hours. 
I know what it's been for him, and he's in 400 hours, and it was half of what I expected it to be, like a third of what I expected it to Which be. Which is what? If oh, it's based me. on how many hours you're flying? Yeah. The the more hours you have, the less Which likely you sense. are to crash and yeah. total a plane. In theory. In theory. <laughs> well, I mean, I say that because you guys remember when Steve Appleton wrecked his mm-hmm. plane on the at the Boise airport? Yeah. Like, that guy had so many hours, right? Yeah. Accidents happen all they the do. time. So, anyways. Yep. But anyway, I don't know if it's going to happen. So, we'll how much is insurance on, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, just... with 400 hours under his belt, it's 1200 a year for him. Oh, okay. Super affordable, That's totally right? affordable. Yeah. If you're flying all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. So, we'll see if it works out. Fingers crossed. And it's only a two-seater. It's only a two-seater. Little itty-bitty guy. Hmm. It is literally, like, the smallest plane in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't freak me out at all. You could almost fit it in this office. (laughs) That is crazy. It's very little. If I get it, I'll take you up. And if I don't get, if I can't come up with the money for it, then I'll hit you up to buy the other half. (laughs) (laughs) So Steve and I can go on flight dates. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was a four-seater because that would be more practical and could be used for more things. This was, this is very much a... Get me build the freaking hours. hours. Yeah, it's yep. a it's an hour building plane. It's ideal for that. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what happens and to see it. It's the cutest little freaking plane. It's adorable. <laughs> Seriously, it just makes me smile every time I walk up to it. Dude. It's just freaking cute. <laughs> so another interview I did, we talked about my flower wall behind me mm-hmm. and how it just fills me with joy every time I walk into the office. That's your airplane. You got to have things like that in your life that just fill you with joy. I would rather take an airplane over a wall, personally, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Whatever. Okay. We good? Yeah. You have an update, Steve? Are are we good? You ready? You ready? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So another big change that happened in our house this week was our daughters decided to switch to online school. And so we've been making that shift. And along with that, Penny, as I, I've mentioned this on Instagram. I don't know that we've mentioned it much here, but she's kind of had like a lot of anxiety that's coming up. And I'm sure it's partially that she's a 13 year old girl, <laughs> but also she's got some real stuff that she's carrying. And so I called Steve after this shift because she's just not like... She's been struggling. She's struggling. Yeah. I mean, she's fine. She's going through stuff. And mentioned that I feel like we need to switch her schedule. And this is the first time we've switched it where it's not going going to be 50-50. And I was scared to death to have this conversation with you, Steve, quite honestly. Because... Well, you didn't die, so that's good. I know. I didn't die. Mm -hmm. Steve didn't die. We're here. (laughs) But it's hard to navigate these conversations because I never want, Steve, I never want you to feel like I'm trying to keep your daughter from you. I'm genuinely doing what I feel or like bringing up something that I feel is in the best interest of Penny Mm -hmm. at this time. But how, how did it feel when I brought this up? We had this conversation once before at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had said, hey, would it make more sense for Penny to spend all school nights here? 
for the sake of consistency, for the sake of ease, for the sake of your involvement in Penny's life being where your strong suits lie, my involvement in Penny's life being where my strong suits lie. Mm-hmm. And there was no secret that your strong suits, <laughs> you were better suited <laughs> to like get Penny up and going in the morning and get a lunch and get her to school and all of that going smoother than it was going at my house. Yeah. And not um, yell at her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't even really know what happens I've in your never, house. <laughs> I've never been at your house in the morning. <laughs> so Matt's just throwing crap out there. Because I know what I do to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was often tense getting Penny up and going for school. And some of that was on me. Some of that was on her. Some of it was just the situation. But anyway, I was I was like, absolutely not. I am not going to be a weekend only dad. I'm not. Yeah. So... That was the beginning of the first semester of school. What were mm-hmm. you going to say, Jessica? Okay, so my thoughts about a weekend only dad have changed a lot. Because first and foremost, like you're not going to just be in Penny's life on the weekend. We haven't set a schedule yet. That's actually something we're going to talk about on this podcast episode. But you still get to show up in calls. And like you're present. A weekend only dad only shows up literally on the weekend to pick up his kid. That's how I feel. And I also love that you brought up we get to lean into our strengths because at this point, Steve, I just want you to go be the fun dad. Like go, I just feel really strongly about that. Embrace being the fun dad. No structure, no whatever. I mean, feeder outside of that. Like go play. Why? Because that's what you guys love doing together. And why not embrace that? I just don't see any reason at this point not to. She's old enough to play. She she wants to play with you. It's just shifted how that looks in playing. Sometimes it's having a Hunger Games marathon. <laughs> hmm. But so, for me... So for, for I'm just going to give my two cents here because like being, being on the inside but kind of an outsider, mm-hmm. right, with Penny, Penny... For me, Penny's an old soul. Mm-hmm. She's 13 years old, right? Mm-hmm. But for 13, she's an old soul. I, I think she's more of the mentality of like an 18, 19, 20-year-old individual. And so a lot of times as parents, we feel like, especially as a dad, like I want my child to be disciplined. I want them to be successful in life. And I'm going, dang it, I'm going to teach them how to do it because that's what I did, right? And I think we get so hung up on this no, we have to be in their lives right now to parent them in a sense of, so they don't fail. Like that's, that's our true purpose in, mm-hmm. in life as a parent. But what I've noticed as the, our kids, as my kids got older, like right now my daughter's 14 and my son's 16. And as of recent, they've decided, you know, my, my son decided to go live at his mom's house full time. And, and my daughter has decided to live at my house. And in the last couple of weeks, I've figured out, like, it's not about me anymore. It's about my child figuring out what they want for themselves mm-hmm. and how they want their lives to start going. And then we've already laid the groundwork, right? Yeah. We've laid the discipline. We've laid the structure of, hey, get good grades. We've laid the structure of, you can't just sit there on your phone the whole time. We've we've laid that now. And we're in this weird kind of transition, mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah. Of, okay, now we got to let Nemo swim. 
And I also and feel like them going to live with somebody isn't a rejection of no, that person. Not at all. I think it's more of a calming, like Hank went to live with his mom partially because she lives right by his school and by his work and those types of things. And he saw that efficiency yeah. in not having to spend so much in gas. Like he's funny. He's like, he saves money. Yeah. And I'm like, that's good. Thank you. Like you taught him that we yeah. taught him something. <laughs> and also just embracing what feels right for their mind and body at the time. Right. Like, Oh, this feels peaceful. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, going back to the first time we had the conversation, it did hurt to hear that. And yeah. I like legit cried over the fact that, yeah. like, she's growing that up. Maybe Penny spending 50 50. Yeah. It just hurt thinking her time with me is not. Yeah. I don't even know what words here, but <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> it's not going to but, be the same as it has been, you know. Well, just that, it, just, point. just to. It was very much, I was thinking very much about me, unfortunately, of the the time she spends with me is not as, what, it's not as productive or it's not as, she doesn't feel safe. She doesn't enjoy it as much. She doesn't like what, I don't know. What is it, it that's not clicking? Right. Like what and why is that? And she just wants to be her mom's and why? Like it was, I don't know. I took it hard and obviously I had to just kind of put that aside and look at what's going to be best for Penny and. I know we stayed 50-50 for that whole semester. The conversation came up again on like a week ago, right? Yeah, it's just been a week. And it was, you know, Penny was so stressed. It was starting a new semester. She was so stressed about going back to school. And it was just clear that she wanted to do online school. I didn't understand at first why. Because I just remember how bored she was doing online school during COVID and how much she wanted to go back and mm -hmm. in person and whatever. But like, obviously not the same. And anyway, so when you did call and say, hey... I tried to get Penny to school today. She was so anxious and just overwhelmed and just clearly not in a good headspace. And she wants to do full online school. Along with that, what do you think about her doing the full yeah. online school weekdays at my house for the sake of consistency? She can have just get in a routine. And I was in a very different mindset this time of, I think I was just much more open to, of, of seeing what Penny needed and, like just recognizing that she does have a lot of different stressors and mm -hmm. pressures in her life. And one of those is as smoothly as we navigate it is all the back and forth yeah. and, and just knowing how stressed out she was around school and around that topic and how anxious that was making her. I was just, it, it was clear when you brought it up, I was just like, that will absolutely be at least you know, we literally only talked about that week. And I was just yeah, like, we yeah, absolutely. Let her, do, <laughs> let her do the school week at your house and we'll talk this weekend, which now it is this weekend. So, yeah. And I, we don't actually have to set the schedule right now if we don't want to. But I, I know. And I know I've been, you've asked several times, when are we going to text? Like, what do you want to do for the schedule? Or when are we going to talk about it? I know I haven't even responded. I know. But I just don't know what to say yet. I don't know the answer here. I, I have lots of ideas. I think it is a good idea for the sake of Penny and consistency and routine, at least for a while, for her to do yeah. weekdays at your house and yeah. school will be at your house every day. Same desk, same computer, same routine, same whatever she works into. Um, I have actually felt super relieved since we talked about that. And she and I have been great since then. Mm -hmm. Like... 
We had a really good phone call shortly afterwards where I just wanted to make it clear that, hey, I talked to your mom. Sounds like you're going to do this first week of online school. Do it all from your mom's house. I think that's great. Take some time, you know, get settled into it. We'll see what the schedule looks like going forward. But I just wanted her to know, like, hey, I'm totally supportive of you doing school days at your mom's. And But like, so we did that week in San Diego. We've been back Mm -hmm. for like two weeks, I think. San Diego was so good. Just, I don't think she and I had a negative interaction the whole week. It was just. Except when you knocked her on the ground. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's just so funny. (laughs) It was awful. I felt so bad. Steve accidentally. We were like, we were were playing. We were were roughhousing. She was, I don't even know what. And she was smacking me or tripping me or something while we walked out of this restaurant. And we're like kind of racing each other. And I like ended up tripping her. And she just fell flat on her face in the parking lot, bruised up knees. And yeah, felt so bad. I think it's funny she didn't tell me about this until like after she'd been home for a couple days. And then she shows me her knees. And I was like, oh my God. Look at my broken legs. (laughs) Anyway, you guys had a great time. It was very, yeah, it was really good. And then we get back. And the first day she's back in my house, it was just like polar opposite. Just tense and stressful. And I'm frustrated that she's not doing what I want her to do. And she's frustrated with me that I'm stressed out about whatever things. And I don't know. It's just all I know is just tense. And I like shut down. I just like laid face down on the bed and Jalen's like, babe, talk to me. Like what's going on? And what, and I was just like, I, why do we, why is this such a contrast? Why? Like, why is our like day-to-day life just so tense between Penny and I? And why can I not figure this out? And why can't I let go of the things that don't matter so much? And why can't she see the things that do matter? And why can't, you know, just all these, but I just shut down and it was like literally the next day that you talked to me. And I think I was just more open to the idea and it was clear that there was something bigger here. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, I have to remind you about the workshop that I have coming up that is all about healing after betrayal. I'm going to share with you the three things that have really helped me that are key for you to be able to heal. This workshop is free. It's February 22nd. It is at noon mountain time. And you can register at theboldlogic.com forward slash what now workshop. And that is what we are going to do is help you get focused on the what now after betrayal. So after betrayal, like I talked about last week, we go through like this real heavy emotional state and it's hard to see anything coming out of that. If you are on the way out of that or you are like feeling it, but you're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I want to be out of this. I want to pull myself out. Then this workshop is going to be for you. Now, one of the things that I'm doing at this workshop, besides giving you some awesome steps and tools to utilize to start planning your what now after betrayal I'm going to be introducing you to the program that I've been working on. It has become very clear to me in my business that I want to serve you at the highest level. I mean, I always have, but it's been clear like I've just come up with a way to do it on a whole nother level. And I've been scared to offer this. And I got called out this weekend of saying, if you are not offering this, then you are not showing up for these women in a way that is in line with your values and in the way that you say you are. This is going to be 
an opportunity that only opens up once a year. It is going to be very limited spots, like 10 to 15 women will be in this program, and it's going to be big. It is going to change your life in all of the ways, all aspects of your life. Like We are going to dive in to help you figure out the what now on a whole nother level. And I just want you to be aware of this going into the workshop that yes, I am going to give you all of these free tools for you to utilize. That is free. And I hope that you will take them and use them. I hope that you utilize this free podcast. I hope that you dive into every free resource that we have. I also hope that if you are in a position where you are ready, you are just like, oh my gosh, I want to be out of this. I want to heal. I want to be able to move forward with my life. This is for you. Please get registered for the workshop. Again, you can register at theboldlogic.com forward slash free workshop. And I will be presenting not only the three things you need to heal after betrayal and to figure out your what now, whether you are staying in this relationship or not, whether people approve of your decisions or not, like it doesn't matter where you are, whatever. We are going to figure out what it is you need. Also, you will be the first to hear about this new program that I'm offering and to get in the door with this program. It is going to be amazing. It is going to change your life. It is going to help you have all of those things that you're longing for. And when I say that, I want you to think about what it is you, like deep in your gut, deep in your soul, are really wanting right now. That thing, it might be scary to say, yeah, that's what I want. It might be scary to to acknowledge it, but it's there and I know it's there. And when you dive into that, that is the thing we are going to help you get to. And you might not know that yet. Again, my workshop is called What Now? After Betrayal to help you figure out that what now and to really connect with that. So I hope that you will join me there and that I will get to see your beautiful face. If you cannot make it live, the only way to get the recording is to be signed up. I only offer the recording there. There is a chance I will put it on this podcast, but I'm not going to guarantee that. That's that's a big maybe. Uh, so if you are wanting the workshop, get registered. You can watch the replay. It will be offered for a limited time so you can watch that and dive in. My friend, I want you to find the clarity, the comfort, the joy, the peace, all of those things that you want in your life. I also want you to be willing to handle and ready to handle when the more moments of mourning and grieving and sorrow come into your life. Those are real. They're going to happen and it's okay. Like we're not going to beat ourselves up about that. We are going to embrace them so that we get to move forward. Okay, go get signed up for the free workshop. If you have any questions, you can email me. My email's in the show notes. The link for the registration for the workshops in the show notes. Also, if you are ready, leave us a rating and review. Or if you have a question or topic you want us to cover, there's a link in the show notes for that. Go to the show notes. There's all sorts of great stuff there for you. My friend, I love you. I hope you have a fabulous week. I want so many great things for you. And I hope that you want those great things for yourself too. If you can't find that yet, let me be the voice that that encourages you to get there. Remember my voice saying, I want bets for you. I mean it. I feel it deep in my soul. And if you're ready to get there, let me help you take you there. Oh, one more thing. It does not matter how long ago the betrayal happened. If you are still feeling pulled back to this betrayal over and over again, if you are still feeling like it is having an effect on your life, an impact on your life, and keeping you from getting what you really want, please, please come join me. I have one woman already registered for this program. Actually, I have a couple <laughs> that are that are claiming this program. 
but one of them that I'm speaking thinking of specifically and she is years out from this betrayal and yet it's heavy on her heart she still needs to figure out that what now it's okay to be there it's okay to have years of healing and processing there are things that come up but I'm going to give you the tools that you need so that when those moments come you've got this and you can figure out what it is you need moving forward I love you. Have a fabulous week. I will see you February 22nd at the workshop. And if not then, I will see you on Instagram or TikTok or any of the other places where we reside. I'd love to hear your fa- see your face. I'd love to hear from you. All of those things. Take care, my friend, and we will see you next week.